0: I, for some reason, had this, uh, had this uh, fantasy or dream, right, where I'll have all my friends, and, you know, we'll all come up together, but some people just don't want to put in the work. So I'm curious to hear, in, in your experience, you know, how do you determine who, who you want to have on your team, or how do you figure out who you want to have around um, in terms of your infrastructure?
1: So um, this is a, a long, long topic I could talk about for hours, uh, but I would say some of the important are the critical elements is you got to make sure you're finding people that are driven like you who aren't looking for a job because if they're looking for a job go work for somebody else but if you want to be part of a big you know uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for if you want to be part of something big if you want to do something fun something you know where we're changing changing lives changing the game making a difference then you know come here but then also we got to have the same core values. Um, you know, do you operate with integrity? Do you have the humility? Uh, I'm not saying that we're all humble here. We're all cocky over here. But we're also aware that we don't know everything and that we have shortcomings. So we're willing to improve and, we'll, and we want to improve. And so do you have the humility to uh, accept criticism? Um, do you live to serve? You know, service is something important to you. Or do you just say it, right? So, you know, does your behavior, does your attitude at work reflect someone that wants to do the same things that we want to do? Um, So there's a lot of alignment components between core values, work ethic, um, you know, continued growth. There's just a lot of pieces to it. And the thing that's difficult initially is trying to make sure they have the right attributes, because if you have four people that are exactly like you, The company's going to suck. That's just the truth. If I had four people that worked exactly like me, nothing would get done. I am not a person that can do the same thing every day, all day, every day. I cannot work in a cube. That's why I left Intel. Okay, so if I hired five people like me, the company would be bankrupt. So you can't hire people that are like you. What's that?
0: Sorry, uh, it'd be be more one-dimensional.
1: It'd be one-dimensional. It wouldn't be... Because I would need someone that can, you know, uh, do the administrative stuff. Someone's got to deal with the paperwork. Someone that's got to have the difficult conversations. Someone's to go pick up stuff. Someone's got to go take pictures. There's a lot of different things involved in every organization. And if you have just you, people that you like and get along with, it's not going to work because you can't have a business where you get along with everybody. You have to have a business where everyone has their different strengths and weaknesses and they complement each other while at a high level still have the same core values.
0: No, I can definitely see that. Um, In in my recent experience, I've noticed, um, well, it's a little bit harder just to point out, when you have friends that have primary obligations, and, you know, you you expect some sort of part time involvement. It's still challenging when someone you bring on is talking to you about um, seeking other opportunities but they come to you and they talk to you about, um, you know, something else that that's kind of half cooked when they fail to recognize that we're working on something that's a little bit more cooked than that. And, Mm -hmm. and, and that conversation, um, first of all, it's almost an indicator of the level of maturity that's within the person that's even giving those people the opportunity. But I don't want to get into that part. Um, obviously, that comes with, with experience. So. But they're not committed to the mission, and that's fine. You just got to release them. Right. And and it's not always easy, but, um, you know, especially if you're friends, but that's just part of the game. I'm sure you've...
1: It's hard. A lot of friends It'll always be hard. But you have to do it because you don't run a charity.
0: True. I like that. Um, let's talk about the transition from Intel to pursuing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Was that a challenge for you or did you have some sort of a trajectory already mapped out when you were at Intel, when you were planning the move or was it kind of? A- sure. Like how-
1: so when I was at Intel, I never, I always knew I was never going to stay there. I just knew that. So my plan was, I was going to work there for seven years because that's how long it takes for the gold handcuffs to come off. I was going to work there for seven years. I was going to marry someone with life, uh, with health insurance. So someone, someone's got benefits and then I was going to do my own thing. And doing my own thing probably was going to be as a contractor because at, in engineering, as an independent contractor, you generally make about 50 to 80% more than you do as a W 2. So that was my plan. It was either that or start my own business. And I always was entrepreneurial in nature. Uh, as a kid, I sold candy at school. You know, um, In high school, I sold test answers. So uh, I, I, was, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And so um, I always knew I was going to leave. So that wasn't a challenge, and when I happened upon real estate, it was not a difficult decision. As a matter of fact, I only have one person who supported my decision. Everyone else said I was crazy. So, you know, so, it was not it was not a tough decision. For, it was a tough like for like I don't know two days, but it wasn't like life wrenching for long periods of time because at the time I was single. I had a girlfriend who's my, who's not my wife, um, but literally had no responsibilities. I had my mortgage. That was it. Right. So it was not too difficult of a choice.
0: Did you um, feel prepared? Or was it something you decided to do and then roll with that um, just kind of learn along the
1: way? I've never been concerned about prepared, being prepared. Uh, I'm the kind of person that uh, is just going to jump out the plane and we'll figure it out on the way down. So I wasn't prepared, but um, my... One of my, for better or for worse, one of my qualities that I'm known for is a rational confidence. So I just knew I was going to make it no matter what. Now, that confidence was shaken because I started in 2007. So it sucked really bad for multiple years right. in real estate. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of how I'm wired. I just have this idea that I'm going to figure it out. It took a really long time to figure it out. But
0: eventually we figured it out. And that's always... um An important lesson as well. Well, two things. One, we we see a lot of people that over prepare or over produce. And, you know, um, I've personally met a lot of people or been around a lot of people that spend too much time preparing, too much time on worrying about their equipment, their setup, their backgrounds, their, you know, all the things that are essentially fun to worry about because the actual work, when, when you do start doing Mm -hmm. actual work gets hard and it's fun to be in that sort of bubble of uh, preparing and setting up and doing all those things because you think those things matter. So I'm curious to hear your perspective on, on that, where you, yeah, it's all a waste. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all a waste. You're preparing to prepare. Uh, We see it all the time. You know, I got to get my LC set up. I got to get my website set up, my business cards, get the logos, whatever. It's all a waste of time. Um, All that stuff can be done once you've got a deal. Once you've got a contract, once you've sold something, you can figure out all the rest. But until you've sold something, nothing's happening. So everything else is just dilly dallying. Uh, you might as well be watching ESPN in your boxers. None of that stuff is making money. None of that stuff is income income generating activities.
0: That's kind of I had this uh, tough conversation recently where, you know, I was I was arguing the same thing where, you know, for me it's more important to spend my time on uh, business relationships and worrying about how we can bring in more revenue mm-hmm. and people want me to spend my time on, you know, perfecting the website or doing all these other things. And I'm sure there's somewhat of a balance to that as well. There's a balance to that. You hire
1: those people for W2 while you go and make the money. You go exactly. make, you do the money making activities and hire them to make the website look good.
0: I completely agree. Um, let's talk about some of the challenges um, you obviously mentioned you started in 2007, so I'm sure people can figure out the most obvious one that, that came about, but besides yeah. that if we, if we, um, if you can recall some challenges or some instances where, you know, you really had to persevere or things got really tough and, and they weren't how you expected them to be.
1: Yeah. So a couple of lessons in that is, uh, the front door is often closed. Uh, It's hard to get through. So I was trying to list properties for banks because I'm a realtor. I try to list properties for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Wells Fargo, Chase, and so on. And you go through all these applications and these processes to get qualified to be a listing agent, you know, these interviews and so on. And I tried that and I got no responses. It's just like, you know, you're trying to get a job during a recession. There's just no response. No one's opening your, no one's responding to your job inquiry or opening your resumes. So what I found, you gotta go through the back door. So what do you do? I would go to the conferences in Dallas, in Denver, and I would go and hang out with the bankers and I'd buy them drinks. We'd go get bottle service. I would go rack up $1,500 for bottle service to to take these bankers out. But guess what? I got business. So one of the things I would say is, you know, the front door may be shut, but doesn't mean the opportunity is out. So you got to go through the back door. You got to go find another way. Uh, It could be a who question. Who do you have to find out? Who do you have to meet to make this happen? Or it could be a, um, you know, just another creative way of getting the problem solved so that's what i did for that the other thing is um being an entrepreneur it's really easy to um you know your baby your business is your baby and you may spend too much time with it and neglect things at home and so uh as you're starting your business up if you've got a significant other whether a longtime girlfriend and uh, fiance or spouse it's just you got to be intentional to spend time with you got to set aside time block time to spend with your partner because if you don't, um Parkinson's law says that you will eat into that time with your business, you'll be distracted. And I don't know anyone super, super successful that doesn't have a super supportive spouse. So things to you know keep in mind for your younger
0: audience. Gotcha. Um regarding the first point about finding a way or you know the backdoor analogy that you referred to what are some elements that you have to have or what are some skills that you have to have to make sure those interactions don't go to waste or those opportunities don't sit by you?
1: I mean, I think just grit, persistence, and then the, the problem solving, you know, I, I just wasn't going to take no for an answer. I was going to find my way. I didn't know what the way was, but I was going to find the solution. So I think just not taking no for an answer is really what you have to do. If we in the micro
0: sense of a, uh you know, let's say an example of an interaction. What are some, um, you know, an example Would example could be maybe expressing humility or approaching the situation with value proponents, uh, kind mm-hmm. of just showing that this is what I can do for you. If you can just describe one of those instances, just so someone has somewhat of a roadmap to go, go, go uh, or look at. Well,
1: I can say, you know, I get messages all the time you know, Hey, you know, can you help me out? Can I give you a call? Can I pick your brain? And I can tell you the answer is always no. Um, just I as that, I don't want to, I love to uh, with the demands of my time. I honestly cannot. And so I don't say no though. I just send them to a checkout page where they have to pay to talk to me. So that's my way of saying no. And if someone will pay a thousand dollars to talk to me for an hour, then I will talk to them for an hour. But generally speaking, someone looks at a thousand dollars for an hour. like, I'm not going to do that. It's like, okay, great. So now I haven't hurt anyone's feelings by telling them no, um, uh, but if someone to say, "Hey, Steve, you know, I've got this opportunity uh, where I think you know we we can both you know we can flip this house together. I think it's a really good deal." Okay, that's something that now you've got my attention. But if the question is like, you know, can you help me with this? The answer is usually an unread message. And so yeah, I think your your question about leading with value, I think, is really important. You got to find ways so you can help somebody. You know, find out what your mentor needs, someone they're trying to get hold of, someone they are trying to reach, find out what they need and then see how you can help.
0: That's awesome. Um, definitely appreciate your time. I, you know, enjoy these conversations and I'm sure a lot of people will find value in this. Please let the people know where they can find you on Instagram and what the website is and, and anything else.
1: Sure. So if someone wants to get a hold of me, the best way is Instagram at steve.trang, S-T-E-V-E dot T-R-A-N-G. Um, if someone wants to check out our sales training, uh, you just got go to go disruptors.com dot com slash max M A X. And from there you can find our sales training, uh, program. Uh, like I said, we're training the top investors in the country. Guys that are doing 20 plus wholesale deals a month. I'm training their organization on how to be more effective on the, on the phones. So if you guys want to get better at sales, we, we basically engineered how to be better at sales.